0: You're listening to a BGE podcast. Friends and family gather around and fire up the barbecue. Let the smoke waft and float, that's what we're gonna do. You can't deny there's nothing like friends and family and food. Don't sit still, pull out your grill, we're gonna have a barbecue
1: welcome back to another episode of the blind grilling experience my name is chris peltz i am the most interesting griller in the world we got lots to cover today
0: and so let's get into it worry what you gotta do because <laughs> if you're looking you ain't cooking fire up the barbecue fire up the barbecue
1: hope everybody had a wonderful Mother's Day weekend. We certainly had a fairly good and productive weekend and uh, helping folks move, did several cooks. I sous-vide a couple of tenderloin steaks, uh, some filet mignons, and then seared them off. And my wife did a little bit of uh, roasting some all- Man, always draw a blank on these things. Asparagus. Yeah, she roasted some asparagus. That's what we had going on. Uh, But uh, yeah, it it definitely was a beautiful weekend. We've had some, uh, not only some sunshine, we've had some thunderstorms rolling through and uh, it, has uh, been a nice steady rain, which is really good. Cause we've needed, you know, that kind of rain. We've needed a rain just to be nice and steady, not just big flash flooding kind of event. So, so that's been great. We've gotten that some nice weather. Uh, we've been up in the eighties for our highs, which, um, you know, you know, it's, it's not as warm as it's going to get, but it's been pretty warm. No doubt about it. Uh got a bunch of things planted and ready for the gardening season as well, which has been awesome. Hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode, especially on Friday when I had Bruce Brooks on. He's gonna be joining me again pretty soon and you know, gonna continue our conversation and talk when it comes to both gardening and canning and also some uh some meats. He he's you know, he, he loves barbecue, he loves to smoke some Pork butts and tenderloins and uh, pork loin and all that. So we're going to have him back on to talk about that a little bit, which is awesome. And if there's anyone out there who listens to this podcast that is into canning and you have an accessible can, like an electric canner that's accessible, please let me know. Blindgrilling at gmail.com. You know, we're, we will get into the canners that... Bruce uses, that my wife uses, they are not electric. They are set on the stovetop and have, you know, weights that uh, keep tabs on the pressure. And so, you know, the, it, it's old school canning. In fact, my wife is using a canner that she got from my mom, who I think got it from her mom. So, you know, the canner that we're using is, is definitely old, old school. And, and so, I'm curious if there are any electric canners. I know there are pressure cookers, but I want to know about one that can actually do canning as well that is accessible. So uh, if anyone's in, into that, please let me know. Blind grilling at com is the email address. Love hearing from everybody, all the feedback that we get. Uh, been uh, several folks who've contacted me said that uh, they've been firing up their grills just doing some basic cooks some burgers and brats which is awesome right i mean don't don't uh think oh, i don't need to say anything about that listen if you're firing up the grill and you want to talk about it shoot me an email uh and uh and let me know i love love hearing from you guys i really truly do this past week we did several cooks in fact um you know i i uh had some friends who were moving from a rental house into a house that they had purchased and they're trying to get all the help they can get. And I thought, you know what, this is, this is my time to shine. This is my time to get it all together, to go and show them that yes, this blind guy can do something that they may think he can't do. And so I offered to cook them lunch cuz I don't want to lift heavy furniture. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I could do it, but I don't want to. So, I'm like, "Hey guys, I tell you what. While you guys are getting everything prepped, ready, and 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 move from one place to the other, I am going to make you guys a feast." And that's what I did. On uh, on Friday, I smoked three racks of ribs. We did some uh, you know, I smoked some baked beans and made some coleslaw. We had rolls. I mean, it was it was just a huge spread, and uh, it, it turned out great. Uh, at least that's what they said. I didn't actually eat any, and uh, I'll get into that in just a little bit. But um, uh, it, it, that turned out all great. And, and actually, earlier in the week, they were doing some painting. They closed on their house earlier, and they were doing some painting. My wife was going over to help paint. They had a few other folks helping them out, and I thought, you know what? I don't like to paint. so i'm gonna make you guys lunch and so i fired up the smoker and uh the big green egg and uh yeah made a tri-tip and so uh got it all sliced up had some bread made some sliders and uh, a few other sides so that 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 was my week man Uh, it was it was great um you know did some other cooks as well uh Grilled some salmon, just for my wife and I. So we definitely had that egg rolling smoke just about all week long, and uh, and it was raining part of the week as well. The crazy thing is that that's that's just part of it. That's not even that's not even all of what we had going on this past week when it comes to the grill and to the smoker. Uh, in, in fact, this guy that uh, we were helping move, he actually killed a turkey on my in-law's place. And it was his first turkey. And I told him, I said, listen, just you know, bring me the breast meat and I will show you how to cook up this wild turkey. Then, and, and you will be hard-pressed to ever try to do it any other way ever. you know." And I asked him if he'd ever had wild turkey and he, he had years ago, and he thinks it was fried, and that's how most people do it. But he brought it over, and so we'd slice that turkey breast up into thin strips, probably about a two to three bite size um, strips. We hit it with some duck fat, seasoned it with slap your mama's Cajun seasoning, wrapped it in bacon, and we actually did this twice. We did it uh, on on uh on Monday and then we did it again on Thursday morning. And what we did is on Monday, after we wrapped that uh that turkey breast in bacon, I told him to get some dried blueberries and stick the dried blueberries underneath that bacon and then we threw it on the grill at 375 and grilled it up and it it you know, it took probably about thirty-five minutes, uh, and you know, I put a probe in after we flipped that turkey the first time. I put a probe in it. We brought it up to you know just over one sixty internal temp and pulled it off. The bacon was done. It was crispy. It was it was so good. Thursday, the only thing we really changed up Thursday is rather than put the dried blueberries underneath, I actually have some blueberry muffin seasoning. From Lane's Barbecue, so we took that and hit after we wrapped the bacon, hit it on the outside with that uh, blueberry seasoning, and threw that on the grill and and grilled that up. And, and listen, this is how I know it was good. A, a, a barbecue friend of mine, I mean comps, I mean just he he is in the barbecue world, and he loves to hunt. He loves to hunt deer but he can't stand to eat deer. He, you know, he duck hunts, he turkey hunts, but he's not a big fan of, of, uh, of the meat, you know. He doesn't let it go to waste. I mean, he's not just, I mean, he, you know, a lot of friends and family benefit a lot from the harvest that he has, and so I took some of this chicken breast up to him and ask him to give it a try and he was blown away he's like, i never knew wild turkey could taste so good <laughs> and yes it was awesome and so uh my buddy who killed it and it grilled it up you know i kind of walked him through how to do it uh it it turned out amazing it was awesome it really was so so like i said I, I think that egg was fired up just about every day last week and uh, and we've got it started off this week already, right? Yesterday and and now uh, you know today being Monday, we'll see what happens. But more than likely, it'll be fired up quite a few times this week as well. So, what were you guys cooking? Did you guys make anything special for Mother's Day? Did you take mom out to eat or uh, or cook her up her favorite dish? Let me know. Blindgrilling at gmail dot com. You know, we, it is difficult around here to go out to eat on holidays because these restaurants get so packed so fast that it's, you know, long waits. And so, usually, if it's a holiday, my wife is already like, listen, you know, let's, let's not go out. Let's stay in. Cause we have a, you know, we, we try to go out with friends and stuff after church and, uh, you know, like to do that and spend time with them. And, but yeah, not, not on the holidays. We're we're cooking up at home uh, for sure. No doubt about that. Uh, so uh, with that said, I got some news to share with you. Something I mentioned a few times back on the podcast, but uh, we'll get into that in just a moment. Kickashbasket.com. For all your grilling accessory needs, check out kickashbasket.com. They've got grilling accessories for just about any type of grill. They've got charcoal baskets, not only for ceramics, but for Weber's and kettles and other types of grills, PK's and PK-360's. They've got the charcoal basket for your grill. They help you manage that charcoal, keep that air flowing through there to feed that fire. And when you're ready to light that grill again, all you've got to do is shake that ash and light that fire. KickashBasket.com for all your grilling accessory needs. Well folks, I've got the stove installed. That's right. <laughs> it's actually been installed for about three weeks now, maybe three and a half. But I know we mentioned in uh, in, in times past on the podcast that uh, we had several issues with getting this stove Uh, or oven, whatever you want to call it, uh, getting it installed. And, you know, the the house that we're in, that my wife and I bought, they had this house rewired. They went through the electrical. And at the time, they had a gas stove and oven in there. And so they did not replace the 220. Well, the 220 outlet that was there was a 3 prong and the stove that I ordered, I didn't know when I ordered it, but found out rather quickly that it came with a four-prong cord pre-installed that was not an easy, it wasn't just a matter of switching cords to get this stove to work, first of all. Not only that, even if we had done that while they left the outlet when they redid the wiring, there were it wasn't connected. It wasn't at the new, uh, the new breaker box, and so it, we had to have wiring rerun anyway uh, to where the stove was going to be connected because we're we're doing a dual fuel and and that's what we've got. We've got a Z line is the brand, and it is a gas stove top but an electric oven, and the oven takes. Two twenty, and so we had to have two twenty run from the breaker box uh, to the kitchen. And and so after we get that done, uh, everything is good. They everything gets installed, the gas line gets hooked up, it gets plugged in, and it is, it really is nice. It it is it is a a, it is a nice stove, nice oven. You know, and as those who know my wife and I, we obviously do a lot of cooking. I mean, here I am doing a a, a podcast, you know, for for grilling and cooking, but you know, that our oven gets used a lot as well because we do a lot of entertaining, right? We have a lot of folks over throughout the week and we we're, we're always got something going. Always cooking something. Well, what's really nice and and why I love this oven and this stove is because it it has no touch buttons it has no electronics that uh, you know you know with well, if, if i touch it or if i you know too lightly or anything like that there's no touch screen at all there's no screen there's not even a clock on this oven okay now that's the one thing my wife says she's got to get used to she was used to being able to look over at the stove at the clock whereas now you know she'll have to look over to uh where I think there's a microwave maybe that has a clock on it kind of at the other end of the counter um but yeah that that just to give you an idea there is there's nothing like that right it's just a flat top surface meat well i mean it's 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 gas stoves so we got the cast iron uh burner grates with the burners and But there's nothing on the back that raises up, you know, hiding, you know, the backsplash or the back wall or anything like that. It, it just goes from the front to the back. It's just straight across. And then on the front of the stove itself, right, you've got your uh, knobs for your burners where you press in, it starts clicking to light the fire, and you turn it to get the gas going. It lights, and it goes. And then there are two knobs, that you rotate to set this the oven temperature and there's a knob that you you kind of click uh, to get the oven setting so you know one little click to the right is a high bake the next click is low bake the next click is broil and then there's a convection bake and a convection broil and then on and then back around to the top, you it's off, and you can turn that either way. It, but it it's awesome because as long as you know where you're turning that, it you know it it clicks, so you can uh, physically feel how that knob turns, and you'll know where you're set. Now on the temperature of the stove or in the oven, excuse me, the you know I, I did have to place a bump dot at 350. But what's kind of cool about it is as I t- rotate that knob, uh, built onto the stove is this, is this fairly tactile arrow on the top of the knob that doesn't rotate, that kind of sticks out of the front of the oven itself, and then the knob, you know, from there rotates. <laughs> and... That, that little tactile, you know, I can feel, it's it's, it's kind of faint, but I it, it's enough I can feel it pretty good, A little arrow that points. And so as you turn that knob wherever that arrow is pointing, so if I get the bump dot pointed to, you know, that arrow pointed to that bump dot, I know where I'm at 350. Well, if I get it a little bit further than the knob itself that I'm turning, uh, if it lines up on one side to that arrow, it's it's 400. And so obviously between those two would be 375. I mean, it's just, it's easy to do. It's so easy to work. I don't have to worry about touching things and changing settings. I don't have to worry about, you know, um, hitting the off counter, you know, off the, you know, turning off the, um, oh, you know, like a timer or something that's been set or, you know, as opposed to the, the stove or, or anything like, I don't have to worry about it. It's just all turn knobs. It's awesome. It's completely accessible. It is simple. It may be considered not smart, but that's okay. I'm okay with that. A lot of folks consider me that way. And so here it is very simple, Um uh, you know, no electronic board and smart connectivity, nothing like that. It's just a matter of turning knobs, you know, this old school listening to the flame on the stovetop, knowing when it is is lit and, you know, if it's on high or low and, and making your adjustments and just paying attention to what you're cooking and not worrying about uh, in any anything else. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely love it, and so it's one of the one of the best purchases we've made for this home, hands down, hands down. When it comes to the appliance market that uh, we've had to get into, it, it's awesome. So, um, you know, with that said, I did want to give uh, a another shout out to the Blind Kitchen. Dot .com uh, you know we had Deborah on a few weeks back and she is put together some of her grilling accessories and grilling tools i think there's still a few that are coming out but she's got a few on her website that you guys can go and check out at theblindkitchen.com what's awesome as well as some of the things i've already gotten right i've gotten some of the uh, wet measuring spoons wet measurement uh, uh cups um one thing i've i've have used more than i thought i would is well two things the butter slicer which <laughs> man i've been putting that thing to the, to the task now not only slicing butter but doing bananas and uh, there was probably something else we did with it but it, it oh man it's working great but also the the boil indicator the little Disc that you set in the bottom of your pan to let you know when the water is boiling. The only thing that, I, of course, I've never used one of these. I, I didn't know how they worked and how uh, distinct of a sound that it would make on my pans. I, I just really wasn't aware of how all this was going to go, and it it does take a little getting used to because you know I could hear the water boiling. Before I could hear that disc go, and it it it's as though the water you know started to boil and and really started going pretty good for a couple of minutes before I actually started hearing that tap of the disc itself, and then uh, you know I was able to start adjusting the temperature on the stove top uh, of the flame and and tell the difference of how fast or slow that disc was tapping. Uh, It was a little bit more faint than I expected, but I I was able, once I realized what it was I was listening for, listening to, then I, I, it, it, I got it right. And, and it worked great. I loved it. Loved it. So that's, that's something that uh, has been really good for me in the kitchen. um, And, and something that I'm using quite often is that, is that disc, that boil disc, uh, probably one of the biggest changes, and I didn't know how this was gonna affect me. And I'm, I, I know I'm hitting a lot of things on today's podcast, so do bear with me. Uh, but uh, I've actually gone to a keto diet. This is fairly new for me, and <laughs> it's it's been rough in the sense that, um. Yeah, it's hard to cut out sugar. It's hard to cut out carbs, no doubt. But that, what they call the keto flu and the sluggishness and the tiredness, uh, I'm in the middle of that now. And that's hard. That is really hard. I'm trying to fight through it, trying to get through it over the next couple of days, hopefully. And it will, it'll, you know, my body will transition and I'll be good. But yeah, man, that that's this is rough. this is real rough. The great thing about the keto is is eating so much of what I already eat, right the the meats are all good, the dairy is all good. Uh, you know the I eat leafy greens and and vegetables, all that is good. It's just the cutting out of the the carbohydrates, the breads and the pastas, and then cutting out some of the sauces that I would use. Uh, and, of course, the sugar, because, man, I've got such a massive sweet tooth that uh, it's, oh, man, it's it's hard, hard not to uh, just dive into a bowl of sugary, sweet, good eats treats. But uh, but I've been good so far. I've been good so far. And if I can get through this little few days of this keto flu kind of symptoms, then I think I'll be good. I think I'll be good. Uh, just keep eating the meats, keep eating the eggs, got some avocados and, and all of that. that. That's all been going great and and loving that. But uh, it is going to put a damper on some of the baking that I do. I, I'm, I'm still baking for other folks. I'll still throw some things on the grill, some breads and you know desserts and things, but I'm going to have to start staying away from it which I mentioned earlier why I didn't eat the ribs that I made. Well, uh, you know, I use a little bit of brown sugar on the ribs. Then I use some of Cosmos Q peach habanero sauce on the ribs. And so uh, those things are amazing. That sauce is amazing, but there's sugar. And so I, I, I I stayed away. I didn't eat (laughs) the, uh, you know, it 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 was all good. Everybody seemed to like it and love it. I've made them before. I've eaten them before. I know what they I know what they taste like. And trust me, it was not easy to pass up. But uh, but I got through it. It was all good. Got through it. Got through that. So the, like I said, folks, it's been a it, it, it's been busy, extremely busy. But it's been fun. You know, um, just trying to get into ketosis or whatever they want to call it and, and get through this, but I am excited. Like I said earlier, you know, I've got some other guests lined up. I do want to get Bruce back on to, uh, go through and really a series, I guess, in, in some ways, uh, through the growing season for sure. And we'll see how, you know, how much he wants to do it, you know, but I want to talk about canning. I want to talk about, you know, tending the garden. I want to get into, um, not only the canning of of meats now, but once the harvest comes in, I want to get into the canning of vegetables, you know, whether it's a water bath or pressure canning uh, and, you know, with the tomatoes and green beans and, you know, anything and everything else that we're going to can, or whether it's just freezing, you know, like corn and okra and some of the peppers and, and things that we do. You know, get, get into all that and walk folks through who are just getting started in gardening. Uh, I, I think it'll be beneficial for us. And, you know, it, 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 there's going to be a time where these foods are going to be more difficult to obtain at stores. Um, you know, it, it just it, not, not necessarily because they're not there. But the prices are going to be so astronomical that folks are going to be like, I can't afford. I can't afford to go and buy groceries. I can't afford to go to the store and get some of these things. And, and they're going to have to, you know, go without unless you're growing it yourself. And, you know, it, it, that's I think that's going to be the key for a lot of folks moving forward. And I know it's helped us. It's been beneficial to us. You know, we're going to be finishing up probably some tomatoes that we can last year and some green beans that we can last year, right about the time they'll be coming on this summer. And so it's a good transition time from last year's harvest to start canning and getting into this year's harvest. So, so that's all going to work out well for us. Sometimes we run out before the new harvest comes on. Sometimes we've, we've, you know, canned a lot more, gone through more uh, and, and, you know, we'll be canning the new harvest and, and still working our way through last year's product. But, uh, this year it seems to be on track, you know, to work out right, right together, which is great. So anyway, shoot me an email folks again, at gmail.com You got some questions about not only cooking, grilling, maybe you got some questions on gardening and canning for Bruce. You know, you know how he does certain things. Um, you know, you got something you specific you want to grow. What might be the best way to go about that? You know, shoot me an email. We'll get with Bruce. We'll get him back on the program, and we're going to talk about some of those things and answer those questions uh, from you guys as well. So I'm excited about that. Uh, and so, you know, if but if you have any other questions or just want to let us know you're listening, we appreciate that as well and that's always awesome and love hearing from you guys until next time remember folks we've barbecue. got all kinds of goodies float, recipes ideas tips and tricks you for you like but if you're and looking and food. you ain't Don't cooking.
0: still pull out your grill we're gonna have a barbecue barbecue it keeps us together when life wants to tear us apart barbecue no matter the weather under the sun or the stars fire is burning the world keeps turning don't worry what you gotta do because if you're looking you ain't cooking fire up the barbecue fire up the barbecue